And welcome to Let's Talk. Good morning. Nice to have you with us. It's about 11.15, and it's a, it's our time that we get to talk to great professionals in and around the area, of course, jobs, employment, being of top of mind of many. So we're going to talk with Lisa Gard today, take our half hour with her with specialized staffing. And we're going to go ahead and, and get her into the program in just a moment. Let me first give you all the different ways that you can listen. Because, of course, you do have us on the radio. We love you for that. But I know a lot of people have gone digital. So have we in many aspects. So you can listen to us on Alexa-powered devices, off of an app that you put on your smartphone, or on our website. So you go to WISR680.com. And there's a button there that you can just click Listen Live. So that's what you do, self-explanatory. Or you can go to our podcast page. So you would go Programs, Let's Talk, and then look for uh, Specialized Staffing and Industry Recruiters. So... We have her on the phone once again. I need some trumpets for you, Lisa. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? Doing great. Good to be here. So I know we're going to be talking about ways to sabotage yourself when, you're, when you are working remotely. So my first question, though, before we get to those details, do you still find a lot of people are working remotely? Where are we right now with the job industry? Mm-hmm. So we're finding that is changing rapidly and we're seeing a lot of different things. We're seeing a lot of people are still working remotely. A lot of companies are adopting different work arrangements like, for instance, a flexible work arrangement, which basically is people can work remotely part of the time. They can be in the office part of the time. Um, We're also seeing the hybrid work arrangement, which is, you know, some departments are fully in the office, some departments are fully remote. We're seeing a lot of different things. We're seeing, you know, just, <laughs> we're, we're, we're just continuing to adapt constantly. So we're seeing a lot of different things. Yeah, that's something that I know we'll talk about in the future, but it, it's interesting to me on what companies will innovate and what companies will want to go back to the way things were and how that affects the job market. But I know we have to get there yet to, <laughs> to see what those outcomes are. So I know exactly. we'll be, yeah, talk about that in the future. So if we're looking at ways on how you sabotage yourself, is it easy to do that when you are working remotely? I think so. I think this was such a new concept for so many people. I think it was very easy for, you know, I talked to people on a daily basis who, you know, half of them embrace it, love it, are very successful at it. And the other half really don't. They, they, they're not successful at it. They don't like it. They want to get back to the office. So we're really seeing a lot of different things out there from individuals. And we're all wired differently. So, you know, but there are things that you can do to make yourself more efficient, more successful working remotely. And then there are things you can do that will just, you know, absolutely, like I said, sabotage it. Right. Well, isn't that a challenge of employers, period, that people work differently? How, how do you get yeah. a company to be successful when everybody works just a little differently? And, you know, we have to do that when we're all in the office together. So it's possible. It just adds another layer of challenge to do it remotely because you're just not there to see if somebody's having a good day or a bad day. But it is possible. So let's start off with, with yourself. What, what is it with ourselves? How do we block ourselves? How do we sabotage ourselves? Yeah, so 
I think the first way you can sabotage yourself working remotely is not to dedicate a workspace for yourself. Some people working remotely take their laptop home and then they just wake up the next morning, open it up and, you know, whatever time they get up, wherever they are, they just, you know, open the laptop and they start working. That is not a very effective way to keep yourself organized. You must have a dedicated workspace. It doesn't need to be formal, but it should be a consistent place that stays set up so that you're, you know, you're not forced to reorganize every morning. A place you can call your office that's already established so you can just get there, focus, and be productive at the beginning of the day. And with the right tools, we know we can work effectively from anywhere, and that's fine. But it is best to have just one consistent place that you can call your office that's already set up. And I laugh, I'm laughing internally over here because when you say that, I agree with you because if I have my desk, if I have my office space, if I have my table, whatever it is, it may be a mess, but I can find what I need on that space. I really can. You know, if I'm all over the house, then I have no clue of what stack I put what papers and where they are and what's mixed up with my family papers. And, but if I have that desk, it doesn't need to be neat, but I know where to go. Right. And you have that in the office and that helped keep you organized. And that's what you need to do wherever you're working. So let's go on to another point. What are we doing to sabotage ourselves? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people doubt themselves. Just in the very beginning, we, we talked to a lot of people who just right up front said, I, I don't think I can do this. I can't do this. And you know, it, you know that if you tell yourself you can't, you won't. So really, you want to go into this sort of arrangement with an open mind. Don't doubt yourself. It's new. It's different. It's change. And we all know, you know, not very many people love change, especially when it's forced upon you the way this was. Um, but if you tell yourself you won't be able to do it, you likely won't be able to do it. So I think it's important to to know your weaknesses and account for them. So if you're somebody who's easily distracted and you know that, you know when you're at work, you have to tune people out and it's a challenge for you to tune people out. You know that up front. So make your workspace distraction proof wherever you're working, you know, and if you find yourself in the fridge constantly, it's so funny. I'm reading all these articles and I'm hearing all these news stories now about people having to like get on the healthy bandwagon now because they, you know, gained weight over this whole COVID thing because they found themselves in the fridge all the time out of boredom or whatever. And, you know, if, if you find yourself in the fridge, if you stay home, make yourself a routine. Eat a good breakfast, and you know, you can even pre-pack healthy snacks. You can pre-pack your lunch just like you did when you were at the office, and stay out of the refrigerator. Stay out of the kitchen. <laughs> well, one thing that you said that I think is very vital for us to point out is you said, I don't think I can, or I don't want to. I mean, those are two yeah. very specific statements where I think a lot of people don't want to make the change, but they in a, instead say, well, I just can't do this. Well, and that is a very good point. And there are two types of unsuccess, or, or and, and I, I say it's the person who can't and doesn't, or it's the person who can but won't. And you have, you have both, and the person who can but won't needs to change their mindset. The person who truly can't, then, you know, they're going to have more of a challenge. But you really have to 
you have to be positive. You have to think positive going into it in order to have a chance, especially for one of those people who really are going to struggle with it. And another thing I can say too, in sabotaging, sabotaging yourself and thinking that you can't do it. You know, these people who are always the first in the office and the last to leave and you, and and you just see them at the office all the time and they never go home and you know, they're like workaholics. These people are susceptible to really burning themselves out. This is a great way to sabotage yourself working remotely. If you get so engrossed in your work, you can go 24 seven, you can, and I, I, you know, I've, (laughs) I've done it. It's three o'clock before I realize I've never even, you know, left the, you know, left the table. But even if you have to set yourself alarms to take a break, or even at the end of the day to, to shut things off, you definitely need to, you know, identify those things that derail you and find solutions quickly. I have to jump in on that as well because you know me. I I live news. I I listen to audio. I mean that's my life. Mm-hmm. And the other day I thought I'm just going to go outside and do my mulching or whatever yard work in silence. <laughs> I don't want anything else <laughs> for like two hours. Don't give. Don't feed me anything else in my ears. I just needed silence. Yeah. But it it was just breaking up that 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 moment for me to just kind of take a break, take a moment, leave the cell phone in the house, and just do something different. Right. And, and, you know, there are certain work situations that are conducive to that sort of, you know, you can do that. You can step away like that, do something to clear your head. Some work situations don't have that luxury. Some people, you know, are tethered to their computer Mm -hmm. for eight hours. But again, everybody takes a break. You have to take a break. So if you're one of those people, you know, like us, set an alarm, walk away for 10, 15 minutes, take a lunch, you know, quit at the end of the day, but definitely, you know, in your mind, you need to be able to, to talk yourself into doing it. If it's challenging, don't doubt yourself. You need to, and and I'll be honest, I doubted myself when we went remote, when we had less than 24 hours notice that we were going remote, you know, we were prepared because we talked about that Mm -hmm. that was one of our goals anyway, but we weren't, we were prepared with equipment, but I wasn't prepared. We, we didn't have processes in place. We didn't have procedures in place. And honestly, I thought to myself, how am I going to lead a remote team? You know, I have five other people that I work with and I'm accustomed to, you know, being with them. I know I can work remotely on my own, but I didn't know if I could lead a remote team. But that day when I woke up and held our first video meeting, I didn't doubt myself. I said, okay, we've got the, you know, we've got the tools, let's do it. And that's kind of the mindset you have to have. Let's, let's do it. Figure out a way to do it. That leads us into how do we have a routine? Because it sounds like what you're talking about is, is not doubting yourself, getting yourself into a new pattern in life. And if we don't do that, that's going to be a challenge. Right. So if you don't start a routine, most of us who went to work every day had at least some sort of a routine. And if you don't have a routine working remotely, Again, that's a great way to sabotage yourself. So you want to start the day just like if, you know, I say this all the time in general, people who are going into the office or being at home, have a routine, start the day in a way that makes you feel good, that, that sets you up to be focused and productive, whether that's getting up a few minutes early and taking a few minutes to yourself to either just 
think or read or wake up or meditate, pray, exercise, be thankful, those sorts of things that just get your mind ready for the day's work. And I also say use time management tools to keep you on track consistently. And when I say that, I'm talking about we all have we all have computers and and we're all working on some sort of platform and most of us have some sort of time management tool like a calendar or a task list and I say to use those and one of the things that I find very helpful is to block my focus time for me my productivity comes from making phone calls you know conducting outreach to new new businesses potential new businesses touching base with my customers those are the things that make me productive in my job so i block my time daily i i you know i have a number of hours that i dedicate to that every day and i put them on my calendar in advance in fact i do it every friday i go to the next week and i block the hours every day that i am going to focus and i just call it focus time but it's the time that i do the things that make me productive that are going to get us new business so i think it's very important whether that is making phone calls whether that is you know um, working on projects whether that's doing reports tracking data and whatever makes you your money you want to make sure you set that you block that time on your calendar daily so you can visually see that in the morning that okay from 9 to 11 or from 1 to 4 this is what i'm going to do and you want to make sure you set goals that you list those things that you, you know, the most important things that you're going to get done that day and check them off. Because at the end of the day, when you look back at that, you will have a sense of accomplishment that you completed these things. And you don't have somebody there behind you looking over your shoulder and telling you, hey, you're doing a great job. Oh, you got that done. You know, you're on your own there. How is having a routine different than establishing boundaries? Oh, yeah. So a great way to (laughs) to sabotage yourself is not establishing boundaries. And by that, I mean for the others at home. If you have other people with you at home, you need to establish boundaries. You're not at home to serve your family during work hours. I mean, obviously, there will be interruptions, but your workspace is your workspace. And when you're in it, you're at work. It's just like I'm at the office. I don't have an open door. You can't just come in here at any given moment for any given reason. I am working. So you need to establish those boundaries. During these hours, you need to pretend I'm not here. Um, You know, you can block your time with your family. You also need to block your time without them. So like I said, there are likely going to be some interruptions. I know, and, and believe me, you know, I have I work with people who have kids and, you know, they'll get a text message at nine o'clock at night saying, Hey, somebody tested positive, your kids, you know, learning mm-hmm. remotely tomorrow. Yeah. And if you have an eight year old, right, you can't just sit them in front of a computer and, you know, not check on them for eight hours or not be there if they need something, but you need to find a way to minimize these interruptions and you can do it. Well, and if you do have a situation where people are old enough in your house to take care of themselves, how do you set boundaries for yourself? Because I know it's still tempting when I was at home that, you know, if the phone rang that wasn't my office phone, I'd want to go get it, you know, and it's like, I don't mm-hmm. need to go get it right now. You know, there it'll, it'll answer itself. It's fine because there are two different lines there. Uh, if right. somebody, you know, comes knocking at the door or, you know, you get a delivery, you just want to go get it. And it's like, you know, if mm-hmm. I was at work, I wouldn't be getting this package until I came home. Right, right. But 
that said, I mean, you could go get the delivery. You could answer the phone, but I wouldn't, I I would absolutely set the boundary to not get tied up. If you answer the phone and it's your aunt Louise and she just wants to chat with you about life in general, then no. But if it's, you know, it's somebody verifying that a package is being delivered or something, you know, it, it, it really doesn't hurt. But again, it's establishing those boundaries that you yourself know are going to keep you focused. Yeah. But, But mainly with other, I mean, I think really, you know, when I talk to people, the, the, the biggest thing I find that they're, they're failing to do is to let others, and by that I mean the adult others, the ones mm-hmm, who can take mm-hmm. care of themselves, let them know that, hey, I'm not here to serve you all day. You know, I'm not going to stop and make your lunch. Well, and it's always, I find that that's when people see me. Like, they're not used to seeing me at home during those hours. So they think, oh, I'll just ask mom. Well, (laughs) I I can't in the moment. I've got to be able to do a show. You know, I mean, that's what I've got to do. So Lisa, Lisa Guard's with us with specialized staffing and industry recruiters. And we're talking about ways that you can easily sabotage yourself when you're Working remotely, and we're talking about doubting yourself and having a routine and establishing boundaries. Talk about our sleep patterns, because boy, is that not an easy thing just to sleep in. Right. And sleeping in is a great way to sabotage your remote work arrangement, you know. So, and I, I'll be honest with you, I cannot tell a lie. I did it today. But honestly, when you sleep in, think about it. When you sleep in, when you had to go to work, what happened? You were rushed. You had to, you had to hurry up and throw something on. You had to hurry up and, you know, wolf something down, drink your coffee in the car, brush your teeth in the car. You know, if you get to work, you run in, you're really not prepared. Um, and, you know, working remotely is the same way. You need to set your alarm, get up like you did when you had to go to work. You still need to be somewhere at a certain time, don't you? It might only be at your kitchen table in front of a computer, but you still need to be there. And so it's not good to just roll out of bed and roll to the kitchen table like that so it does need to be part of your routine to you know to to set your alarm get up in time to get yourself ready to be focused and be where you need to be and I think you need to always get up early enough to prepare for the day emotionally physically you know what I mean oh yeah I mean it's always when I sleep in is when somebody from work emailed me early and then it's like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, why are you getting back to me for two hours? Oh, I don't know. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. So that's well, it's funny because we have a video meeting. We have a video meeting every morning. So sleeping in is not a good thing when you have a video. Meeting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we turned on the video cameras this morning, and of course, you could see yourself. And I went, oh, <laughs> I would never show up to work like that. So. Yeah, the camera tells all. It really, really does. (laughs) All right, Lisa, let's go into a couple more topics before we um, run out of time. But one is about planning. And I know some people hate to plan in a day regardless of what they're doing, but planning is very Mm -hmm. important, isn't it? Right. And I think failing to plan is a great way to sabotage your, your work arrangement, especially if, like I said, you're working remotely. You don't have somebody looking over your shoulder. You don't have somebody telling you what to do next every time you finish something. So track, you know, set goals, track what you're doing, prioritize and leave room to be flexible. And if you, you know, if you have one of those jobs where your priorities may change, then it's important to leave room to have to change priorities, just like you did at work. But I think it's very important to set your goals, to track your progress. And at the end of the day, review what you accomplished that day. 
and plan the next day. Go to your calendar, go to your task list, the things that did not get accomplished this day that need to be moved to the next day, do that. Block your focus time and make sure you're ready to come to your workspace the next day, you know, 10 minutes before you start or whatever, so that you can just review what you have going on See if you have any, you know, you know, and I know we get an email overnight or first thing in the morning, or we get a voicemail and that changes our priorities. So I think it's very important to allow yourself some of that, that room in between to be flexible. And doesn't having a plan and having that routine, it it all ties in. It sounds like everything you're talking about ties in, but especially the routine and a plan, because if you had a routine of always going to the office and always stopping at the same place and always having the same thing to do the first time you walk in in the morning, it, it, it helps. I think with a plan, but when you don't have that routine, the plan can sometimes right. fall apart. Right, exactly. And and I keep going back to the fact that your boss isn't there. You don't have somebody to say, "Okay, guys, it's eight o'clock. Let's get going." You know, you 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 have to do that yourself. And some people thrive on that too. And I don't mean that as a joke. Some people thrive right. when somebody is not there to say, let's go. You you are on your own and get it done and you do it well. So the, a right. lot of people, again, working differently, but yet a lot of people still working remotely. So you have one more point to cover with us about how we can sabotage ourselves when we are working remotely. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's failing to unplug. <laughs> and, you know, by that, I mean, at the end of the day, walking away from your work and I know I see this I see this with my own staff we've got we are so busy right now we could work 24 7 and still have more work to do and I see the emails at 7 30 at night at nine o'clock at night I see the emails coming at six o'clock in the morning and I say to my team look you know what I hope you guys aren't you know tethered to your computers 24 7 you have to walk away at the end of the day again I can't say it enough set a time if you're one of those people who just can't walk away on your own, you know, shut it down for a while. You definitely need to have a healthy routine at night as well. Having something healthy for dinner, get out, take a walk. It stays light later now, go out, work in the garden, work in the yard, play with the dog, whatever makes you feel good physically, definitely do that at night. You have to clear your mind. It is not, you know, there is being a workaholic is not, it's not, I mean, it's just not a, it's not a good thing. It's not good for you health-wise. You know, a lot of us, especially in our generation, you know, we grew up and, you know, we just watched our parents work tirelessly nonstop. And, and, you know, of course that's very noble, but you can really burn yourself out quickly, especially if you're working remotely, it can be easy to just never shut down. So I think that's one very big way you can, you know, fail at working remotely is just, you know, never stopping. I think there's a bit of guilt though, if we are not working all the time because we've seen our parents work endlessly. It just feels like that there's a bit of guilt that, you know, I feel like I should be working. I know that my, and I I do, I suffer from guilt, but um, my guilt will be that if I know there's a project that didn't get completed. So to me, I like to complete things. So Mm. if I'm walking away and I haven't completed it, then, you know, there's something that, that kind of draws me back to it. But you know, like I said, you you can work twenty four seven and still have more work to do. It it will still be there tomorrow. And if and if it's something that can't wait, then you know, of course I'll work. I'll I'll work until eight nine o'clock at night 
often if I have to, but just you can't do that on an ongoing basis and, and be successful. You say that your office is very busy, of course. You're based right here in Butler, but you go far beyond specialized staffing and industry recruiters. What is the the job climate like right now? What's the job industry like right now? Or, or do you have more employers than employees, or is it vice versa? It's so funny because in my world, the pendulum is always one way or the other. We either have more jobs than 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 employees, or we have more employees than jobs. And um, and right now we do. We have so many open positions and and such a variety of positions. We have part time positions. We have full time positions. We have permanent positions. We have temporary positions. Um, you know, they're they're all local. You can check out our website at thebestworkwithus.com to see the positions we have open. Um, you know, we've been we've been very fortunate to be working with um, the Butler Health System. Um, with the COVID vaccine center, this is something that we're we're truly thankful for because it is such an important community project, and it's you know it's been keeping us very busy. There are also a lot of other employers out there that we're working with and identifying great people um, to go to work. And we've got positions all over Butler and the surrounding areas. So, you know, if you're somebody who would like to get, you know, back out there and be working, or if you are working and you're interested in, you know, potentially making a move to a different type of job, please visit our website at thebestworkwithus.com. So no cost to the public if they want to work with you. Your your customers are your companies, your clients are the companies that are paying you. Yes. And you know, I have to thank you. You always say that. I always forget to say that, but I'm appreciative that you say that. That's correct. If you are a job candidate, there is no fee. When you call us or you go online and you submit an application, you will talk to a recruiter who will talk to you about what you're looking for in terms of type of work, um, you know, commute, what type of work arrangement you're looking for, what your skills and experience are, what you're looking for compensation-wise, and we will work to identify opportunities that, that match what you're looking for. And there is no fee to you to do that. And once you do this, we will let you know in the future when opportunities come up. Maybe the opportunities we have right now may not be the perfect fit for you, but who knows, two, three months down the road, that perfect fit may arise. So once you do that, you're eligible and we will make you aware of any opportunities that match your, you know, what you're looking for. Lisa Gard, how do we get a hold of you if we would like to be a potential employee somewhere or if we are a company that would like to jump on board with your services? Yes, absolutely. You can call us at 724-287-8380. You still get a human when you call and you can visit us online at thebestworkwithus.com. And as always, final thoughts about us being our best when we're working remotely or how we just don't sabotage ourselves. Absolutely. And my final thoughts are, and most importantly, don't doubt yourself. What, you know, you can do anything. And I think we all know this now. We've got, you know, we're getting through this. We've had to adapt. We've had to adjust so much over the past, you know, year, year and a month. Just don't doubt yourself. Have have faith in yourself. Be positive. Think positive. Take care of yourself, and you'll be able to um, 
you know, to overcome any challenges. Now, I will say too, more and more employers are looking at flexible work arrangements where they're working some in the office, some at home. So those of you who aren't liking the whole remote thing, there are still many companies that are back in the office and again, working those flexible arrangements. So there are many options out there. So is this a good time to work with you for looking for a different job or looking for a new job? Because are those specifics that we can give to you? Maybe we enjoyed working part-time at home and part-time in the office or just working remotely. Can we give you those specifics so that would be a good fit? Yes, absolutely. That's what we do. We find this out when we talk to candidates so that when our customers, when the companies call us and they say, okay, this is, this is the situation. We're working like this. We need somebody to do this. If that matches what you've told us you're looking for, then that's a potential opportunity that we'll call you about. Interesting. Lisa Gard, specialized staffing and industry recruiters right here in the Butler area, although they reach far beyond that. The best work with us.com is the website. Lisa, as always, thank you so much. Great to be here. Thank you, Tracy. And folks, thank you very much for joining us. You can join us online for this entire conversation once again on our website. It's WISR680.com. You pick programs, Let's Talk, and then look for specialized staffing. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk.